you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Well, 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 welcome back, Sass with Cass, the original listeners. I'm really sorry it's taken me so long to get back to you. There's been so much going on in the world today, I just decided to lay low for a little bit. I don't think the world needed any of my sass. It's already going crazy enough with all the extreme sassy people out there. But you know what? I'm glad that you've chosen to have me in your ear. Before I get started with this long-awaited episode, I want to share with you a few things about this podcast. As most of you may recall, a duplicate podcast was discovered with the same name not long after I started this one. After much consideration, I've decided not to go back to the drawing board with the podcast name. I did decide that by adding the original, that would probably be good enough to get my point across. I hope you've not had any issues finding it. Have you even noticed the new podcast art? I know the Stitcher app seems to struggle in getting the artwork updated, but their website is updated. Gotta love technology. Speaking of loving technology, guess what? I'm excited to announce that Sass with Cast, the original, is now on iHeartRadio. Yes, sirree. Y'all iHeartRadio fans can now pop on over and search for Sass with Cast and listen till your heart is content. Okay, now let me get started. You know, I've struggled with exactly what I wanted to talk about in this episode. I've gathered some social media clips and some things that I was going to include, and I decided I wasn't going to use anyone else's voice. I was going to use my own. And though many, many other people have said what I want to say, and they seem to still be standing for it, I'm going to try to say it and hope I'm still standing for it. You know, I'm thankful society has given me so much to talk about with the COVID crap and all the rioting and the protesting and the arguing and the bickering. I feel like I'm watching a talk show with all the talk show hosts all trying to talk at one time. My head is going in so many different directions, my ears can't even keep up. I want to scream at the top of my lungs to just shut the fuck up. Not that anybody would hear me over all their own selfishly motivated screams. I mean, really, folks, tell me the reason behind standing in the streets, holding signs, yelling. My husband and I were driving through downtown Lexington this past week. There have been reports of some violence, and we weren't hoping to see anything at all. It just happened that we drove through, and honestly, I don't think we were really considering the possibility of seeing anything. But we did. As we sat at the stoplight there at the corner of Main Street and South Lime or is it Main Street and Limestone? Yes, Main Street, South and North Limestone. So Main Street and Limestone. I listened to the chanting, and I couldn't make out what was being said, but the first thing that came to my mind was, it sounded like a cult being indoctrinated. I mean, I've not been part of a cult, but I've seen plenty of TV shows. People were just like robots repeating what the person with the microphone was saying. 
Hell, they even stood like mindless beings with no emotion, just mouthing the words that entered their ears. I have never in all my life ever seen such bullshit. If you want to yell and scream and protest and holler about something, find something in your own community that you can make a difference. Like homelessness, child abuse, gas prices, or how about the damn construction on every corner in downtown Lexington? Now here's my opinion on the overall topic. First, let me remind you, I do not watch, read, subscribe, or listen to news media. I believe the media is a much bigger problem than COVID, and folks, that's big. I do, from time to time, see videos or comments about current events from friends, and if something sparks my interest, then and only then will I do the research. And I can sit here and tell you, I'm not a person who sees color, nor do I judge by color. I see people. Hell, I had to go through my social media and actually think about how many I was connected to that are of color. It's been said, and I agree, I don't really hate any race, I just like everybody the same. <laughs> now, you have to make me like you. You have to, make, you have to earn my respect. And you have to make me appreciate you as a person. If you're willing to get to know me and earn my respect and appreciation, then we'll be tight. I'll do for you as long as you do for me. Now, you fuck me, and I'll cut you off quicker than I met you. I invite any, hell, all of the people that I connect with to correct me if I'm wrong. You know who you are. Tell me if I've ever treated you any differently just because your skin pigment was different than mine. The truth of the matter is, as a girl raised in the golden corner of South Carolina, I'm not a stranger to people of color. My daddy had a really good friend, heck, probably his best friend, that was of color. Let me just share with you a story. The first time my husband traveled to meet my family, unbeknownst to us, my parents were away. When we arrived, my brother and his buddy, my dad's best friend, son, was there. I greeted that boy just like he was my brother and even induced him as my brother. I didn't think anything about it. Of course, later I explained it. But the fact of the matter is, I can honestly say that I'm not a racist and I better not hear one person say that I am because I'm not. And by saying that I'm not a racist does not mean that I am a racist. I've heard that also said. Stupid. That's just stupid. But folks, being raised in the South in a time when you got your ass whipped with a hickory stick that you picked off the tree yourself, where you addressed your elders with yes ma'am and no ma'am and yes sir and no sir, and you learned to defend yourself when someone stepped at you, I know what respect is, and I give and I expect to receive it. I do unto others as I wish for them to do unto me. I have rights too, and I don't have to go around screaming that I have those rights. I refuse to accept responsibility for what my ancestors did and be punished for it. All of you out there who are rioting, looting, burning things, and killing, you're just writing a history that one day your children will be blamed for. Have you ever thought about that? Now I'm going to be the first to tell you that police, hell anyone in authority, abuse their power. Prime example. The large groups of people in the streets are abusing their power right now. You were just making my point for me. I say this, and I have always said this. Police are first responders. 
They do not show up before or during a crime. They show up to respond to a crime. The situation that everyone is rioting and screaming about was a crime reported by another citizen. They were not out seeking, profiling, or hunting for someone of color, gender, or religion to exert their power. They were responding to a call made by a citizen in the community who was afraid. Afraid for their or someone else's life. They called the responders to come in and take control of the situation and remove this threat. Once you get through your head that they respond, you can better understand their job. I also think that of all this crap about defunding and disarming has got to go. That's just a clusterfuck America does not need right now. Or ever. I would challenge anybody saying that to put on a uniform. If you're not willing to do the job, then don't diss the job. Be a part of the solution, not a part of the problem. Now, I admit, police do need more training. Hell, all of us need training in our jobs. But society needs to be trained as well. Society has forgotten that in reality, we're not innocent until proven guilty. We have to prove our innocence. If you don't put yourself in a situation to be cuffed and stuffed, you won't have to prove nothing to anybody. Okay, I get it. Sometimes, sometimes, we're clearly victims of circumstance. And we want to scream and defend ourselves. I admit, I've seen my share of some really embarrassing individuals who could have just shut up and let things play out and they wouldn't have been hauled away by the cops. Respect goes both ways. You cannot expect a first responder to show up after being called by a citizen of your community and not be on the immediate defense. If your immediate reaction to their presence is to trash talk, video, scream, and, com- and have a complete disregard for anybody's safety, then you automatically set the tone for bad things to happen. Ever heard of carrying a knife to a gunfight? Let me share with you a few instances that I've encountered what I feel was a clear and blatant abuse of power. These are personal. A few years back, it was a holiday weekend, my family and I were camping. Now, my youngest had a very important event to attend, so we left the camping trip early to return home. It was late at night. I was driving down a rather, what I call, sketchy side of town. It was a shortcut home. I was tired. I was just ready to get home. The street was dark, but ahead of us, at a three-way stop, I could see a police car sitting on the side of the road on, on the right, about two driveways beyond the stop sign. Now, it wasn't unusual to see a police car on this street. There were no lights, but the reflective lettering told me it was definitely a police car. I came to a stop at the stop sign, and suddenly, from my right, out of the darkness, stepped a figure holding a flashlight. Now, here I am, a woman in a minivan, late at night, with a young child, and I had some things in my van that I would say could be construed as, um, let's say, weapons? Now remember, we'd been camping. It was dark. The figure came to my window, and I was not about to let it let my window down any more than about two or three inches. Then they were shining a flashlight in my window. Now mind you, my windows were tinted. Then I hear the voice say, pull over in front of the cruiser up ahead. At this point, folks, I had a choice to make. Ignore the person who I wasn't sure was really a cop and continue on my way, 
knowing if I had, and he was a cop, I would turn this into an all-out embarrassing moment for me and my kid on a dark street, and we wouldn't make the sporting event the next day for sure, or trust that I would be okay, remain in my car my window up, and ask questions calmly. So as I pulled forward, I made my way to the side of the road in front of the cruiser. I could see his shadow behind me. He opened his cruiser door, flipped on his lights, shut the door, and came to my window. I asked him what the problem was. He then accused me of not wearing my (laughs) seatbelt. Now, I admit I got a bit frustrated and angry. I responded with a very smart-ass answer, saying that being as it's dark and my windows are tinted and rolled up all the way, it's impossible that you could see anything in my vehicle. He got very stern, demanded my license and paperwork. Of course, I handed it over and he walked away. While he was away, I was fuming. I was angry. I felt like I had been targeted. I mean, realistically, he was just crap shooting on a holiday weekend and my only recourse was going to have to be fighted in court. He returned with a ticket and I told him I'd see him in court. Of course, I was in court and he was not. I got the ticket thrown out when I explained to the judge the circumstances and conditions of this traffic violation. I I was presumed guilty, and I had to prove my innocence. I didn't like that feeling. But if I had pulled my phone out and videoed the incident, cursed at him, told him what was on my mind, it could have ended very badly. Fast forward a couple years later. Uh, My husband and I were out to dinner again late in the evening. We were on our way back home. We were coming uh, on a four-lane road. It was dark. It was, I mean, it was, there was an intersection and it was some lighting and stuff, but for the most part, it was dark. There wasn't very many cars on the road. We're traveling southbound. Uh, I'm in the right-hand lane southbound. There's the left-hand lane, and then there's a large suicide lane, I guess you would call it, that you have another lane, and then the outside lane going northbound. So you have one, two, three, four lanes, essentially, between me and the next vehicle over. And we're coming up a hill, just just had come off of a stoplight. We're coming up a hill, and coming down the hill toward us, in the far lane, opposite direction of us, I saw this car coming down the hill, a couple other cars behind it, and I saw a spotlight shining across the road in front of me it came across in front of my face and went on around to the other side of the road of course it was a cop and I thought well they must be looking for somebody Uh, the particular area they were looking in there happens to be a house there that I believe some squatters may live in at times I'm not really sure but nonetheless I figured they were just looking for somebody why else would you use a spotlight on a four-lane road so I continue on my way and not thinking anything of it I hadn't done anything, so I had no reason to think of anything. I I get a good ways up the road. Uh, I'm not sure how many miles, but I got a good ways up the road. And behind me, I noticed these lights coming at me really, really fast. And then the front end of the car just kind of took a nosedive. Just really, really like somebody hits their brakes, you know, like they're realizing they're, they're too close to you. And I thought, well, that's really weird. You know, there's nobody on the road. Why in the world would they come up on me like that? So as we're getting a little closer to another major intersection, the the lights around me allowed me to notice that it was the police car. I could see the silhouette, the, the lights on top and everything. 
and I thought, well, that's really strange. So I proceeded to get over to the next lane, the left lane, and then I crawled to the next lane, which was going to be a turning lane for me to turn to go downtown. So every time I had my blinker on and I moved over, and I noticed he moved over. Now, he didn't signal, but he moved over behind me. Now, we're st- we've still traveled a couple of miles, and uh, there's been no signs of me doing anything. I'm, I'm not speeding, and there's very few cars on the road. And it, it, like I said, it's dark, so there's no way that they're saying, oh, we're looking for a, a pink car or a green car, because it's kind of hard to tell what kind of car it is dark at, you know, at night. So as we proceed through the light, we've been sitting there, we proceed through the light, um, we get straightened up, we go about, I'm going to say, two, 300 yards. Suddenly, the blue lights come on behind me. So the next intersection, I turn right, pull into a parking lot. I don't know, two, three minutes, they just sat behind me. Thought it was strange. Now I have my husband with me, so wasn't as scary as the stop with just me and my daughter. So a few minutes later, they come up, the police officer comes up to my back of my door, never gets to my door, never lets me see them. And I understand it's dark. He doesn't know who's in the car. I'm presuming he doesn't know who's in the car. He probably ran my plates by then and already knew everything. Uh, I had my window down and, you know, I asked what happened. And he proceeded to explain to me that my front lights on my car was too bright, that they were blinding people. And that really pissed me off. And I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. And he's like, well, those are LEDs and they're illegal. And I, about the same time, my husband said, uh, LEDs are not illegal. And, you know, we can't continue to argue with this guy. He was clearly just abusing his authority that night. And he proceeded to tell me, well, you didn't see me flash you or spotlight you. And I'm like, um, yeah, I saw your spotlight, but I don't, what is that? Well, that means your lights are too bright. I'm like, I don't know where you learned that from, but I've never heard that before in my entire life. Since in registration, he came back and he advised me to take the lights off of my car if they weren't factory and have a nice night. So, yeah, I was kind of pissed off about it. And I had a dash cam. I have a dash cam in my cars. I have for a long time. So I took the video off of there. I put it on the blog. It is on the blog site. So if you go to visit my climb aboard my soapbox.blog, search down through there, you can read the entire story. You can see the video and you can judge for yourself. Uh, was I targeted? I don't know. Was it uncomfortable? Definitely. Could it have ended a different direction? Absolutely. Did I have to prove my innocence? Thankfully, I did not. All of this hooping and hollering over a criminal arrest gone unfortunately bad. And I think people have forgotten that we have a deadly virus that we were told would take us and our entire family out. Remember the coronavirus? Isn't it the strangest virus you've ever heard of? Hell, the way it spread is even strange because it lurks in schools. It wreaks havoc in churches because praying people are very vulnerable. But it dies at Home Depot and completely vanishes when people stand close together holding signs, looting businesses, destroying homes, property, and monuments. And don't you even think about standing to watch a marathon or a concert 
because that's a trigger for this sneaky little bastard. Do you realize that it discriminates? Yes, it does. Because if you go buy clothes at Target, you're okay. But if you go to Kohl's, you're going to get it. What's even stranger is it must be an alcoholic, too. Because it can't get you if you're buying beer. I even read somewhere that it can live for two or three days on an Amazon box, and you got to wait 48 hours to touch them. But I'll be damned if it can't survive on a coffee cup. It must take sports, because it lives on basketballs and baseball bats, but it dies on WWE ropes. Apparently, our hairstylists and dog groomers and dentists spread the virus, and somehow, bank tellers, cashiers, and fast food workers don't spread it. Funnier still is it won't bother the first 10 people, but you let that 11th person show up, and it's game on for you, COVID. All that sounds absolutely absurd, don't it? Well, I mean, tell me I wasn't spot on. Think about this for just one second if you aren't close-minded, people. Now, I'm not going to get all political or religious, but I read this somewhere, and it really resonated with me. Here we go. What if someone were to create a virus to scare people, place them in quarantine, count the number of dead every second of every day and every every day in, and, every, and pump every bit of the media outlets with the information? Close all businesses, putting thousands, even millions, out of jobs. Take away our entertainment, like our public parks, our gyms, our bars, our restaurants, and sports. No one can touch, nor date. Everyone has to be behind a mask, and people are dehumanized. Close religious worshiping. Let depression, anxiety, and desperation set in. Then, ignite hatred and civil war and civil unrest. Empty the prisons because of the virus and fill the streets with criminals. Send in an underground group of vigilantes to vandalize property as if they're freedom fighters and undermine the law. Loot attack law enforcement but tell government to order a complete stand down folks since march of 2020 many of us have been victimized we're all being baited by those who want to destroy america it's often been said that if you cannot win from the outside you destroy from within we're being conditioned manipulated and programmed by multiple agendas as never before And it's time to do your own research and make up your own mind, rather than eating everything being spoon-fed to us. Social media is going to kill us. I refuse to ever believe that one person is running an entire country, no matter how small or how big. Or how big or how small. Ever how you want to say that? There's many moving parts to ruling a country, and the blame always, always will be put on the one in charge. Just like the police brutality screaming, no one stepping back to think about how the situations became hostile. Just because bystanders choose to insert themselves into situations by streaming, screaming and live streaming to get their five minutes of fame. If people would just learn to do the right thing and keep your noses on your own faces, I'd be willing to bet a lot of problems would go away. Now, I've been considering deleting my own social media many times over the last year. I don't really use it to create havoc. There's enough of you out there doing that already. And I don't use it as a news source. But I do use it 
as it was intended to stay in touch with many people in many places at the same time. I share things with people who are like-minded. So if you work or go to school where you feel that you're just not understood because your views and your views make you feel as an outcast, then maybe you need to look for somewhere that you belong. Surround yourself with like-minded individuals or keep your opinions to yourself until you are around those people. Don't jump on a bandwagon of the next movement just because you want to have a voice. Own your own views and do not offend others because you're offended. Welcome back. Really quickly before I jump off here and other podcast news, Sass with Cass, the original, is now on Facebook. That's right. Despite my dislike of social media, I decided that my listeners and a few out, the few that are out there deserve a way to reach out. If I see that activity is low, I'll probably just delete it. But for right now, it's there. Just search Sass for Cast, the original, and be sure to hit the like button. I hope to update it, but I'm not sure with what I'm going to put on it right now, so input's welcome. I'm also working on a live stream internet radio station. I'm toying with doing a live stream session for a few hours a week. But there'll be more on that later. Hey, maybe I'll paste it on Facebook. I see, I already found a use for Facebook. I'm also working on a couple of things like some swag, some t-shirts, some stickers. So, who knows, maybe I'll use Facebook for that as well. Alright folks, it's time for me to get off this soapbox and prepare for the next week. As always, you're more than welcome to chime in. Give me your two cents or three. Email me at climb aboard my soapbox at gmail.com you can call text 859-951-8870 have a blessed one